You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Right, we just finished up a conversation with J.D. Beach. And uh, join us now is Bad... Brad Baker, the bullet. He, the uh, bullet. Yeah. Won the Grand National Singles Championship in his first full-time year of racing in 2009, and the rest is history, as they say. He joins us now. What's up, Brad? How are you? How are you? Good, guys. Uh, always happy to be on the show. Yeah, we're glad to have you. What's what's uh, what's the bullet up to today? <laughs> uh, well, I'm actually uh, doing a little bit of therapy right now. I have my uh, legs being ran through the motions on a electrode bike and helping keep the uh, muscle mass up in my legs and blood circulation going and just uh, staying healthy. Do you get some kind of a buildup of of, uh, uh, of some kind of a I don't even know what the fluid it's called, but in your in your legs, do you get that? A lot of fighters do. Uh, you're probably thinking of like maybe lactic acid. Yeah, exactly. Um, might be a little bit of that. Lactic acid kind of builds up more so after um, you're like an intense workout. Okay. So maybe a little bit after I'm done doing this. But uh, I, I definitely get um, this buildup of fluid in my legs because I don't have as good of blood circulation in my legs just because obviously the muscles aren't firing to, uh, to make the blood flow more. So when I've been sitting down all day and, and not having my feet up, my my legs, my ankles, or really just like my calves and my ankles seem to swell up a little bit. But uh, for the most part, um, everything stays pretty good. Well, PJ, uh, you, you have a, a tremendous buildup of lactic acid just uh, doing your job at Hicklin Power Sports. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, unfortunately, you're probably right. My uh, <laughs> my overall health is not improving, let's say. I'm going in the wrong direction with age. Uh, Brad, who are you Who are you working with now most uh, directly in our AFT series? I know you're, you're helping out with uh, Indian, right? Yeah, yeah. So I helped the Indian motorcycle team. Um, Indian has been so gracious to keep me in, involved with the team and been awesome with the uh, the two new riders, which is Brian and Bronson Bauman, um, two guys that I've, I've grown up racing with, and it's been awesome being able to to work with them. Um, just knowing their talent and knowing them both on a personal level, but. Uh, yeah, so I, I, I just help them out, rider coaching throughout the day, um, and uh, just kind of help the team over the, the off-season with some technical support and just getting this new team put together. Brad, does the history of Indian racing, um, Indian motorcycle racing, does that um, does that weigh on you at all? Or, I mean, let's face it, you go back to the original wrecking crew, and uh, this this team won a lot. Um, so that, that obviously uh, it's 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 a, quite an honor, but does it weigh on you at all? Um, you know, it really did. I mean, the first year uh, that they brought the rec crew back, in 2017, it was it was awesome to be a part of it. I mean, it's one of the things that I'll 
you know most most remember about my racing career was being a part of that wrecking crew with with Brian Smith and, and Jeremy's and having so much expectation to live up to because right. that uh, you know original wrecking crew there was a reason why they were called that because uh, <laughs> they seldomly ever got beat right um, so yeah going into 2017 you know Brian Jared and myself we knew what what we what we needed to do and and heck we did it I mean there was so I think we had five or six podium sweeps. Uh, wow. Obviously, Jared and Brian, you know, they won a handful of races, like three quarters of the races, and I was on the podium fourteen times. I mean, I led. I think I led almost close to a hundred laps that that's year. That's crazy. But, but never got a win, and that's the only thing that I look back on. I think the fans. I think the fans have a different view. It's not necessarily who's on the podium, right? Uh, at the end of the race, it's it's how hard did you battle? And uh, Indian yeah, has yeah. provided you with great great equipment, right? Great great machines, but at the same time, um, you know it's it's those uh, it's those close laps that everybody looks at and remembers. Um, you know, sometimes a, a race win is a race win. I get that, but what happened during the race? will sometimes do even more for your career than uh, a race win. Agree or disagree? Uh, I definitely agree as well. I mean, people people remember those close races. Sure. And, uh, you know, and, I'm, and I had a lot of them. <laughs> definitely, there was a lot of good battles. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the Indian Wrecking Crews has definitely lived up to their name. I mean, uh, <laughs> uh, and even so now, I mean, Briar Bauman is uh, is leading the points. He's podiumed every single race and sat on pole all four races of the year too. So, Tony, that was one of my great uh, uh, great gifts you've given me. By the way, uh, was an opportunity to be in the uh, pits and in the uh, swap meet where the uh, the two original wrecking crew members. Oh yeah, were sitting. Over, yeah, we do a Brad. We do this race in Davenport, Iowa. The same weekend as the uh, the fall Springfield Mile. It's what August. Um, it's August thirty first this August year. August thirty first. So yeah. it's the Friday night, yeah. and it's a it's a vintage race. And um, Chris Carr will be there this year. Um, it's uh, it's a lot of fun. And uh, yeah, no, I've I've heard of that race. My good friend Matt George. Uh, oh sure. On that race. Yeah. Actually, I put it on now. Oh, you do now. I bought it off Matt. Yep. Well, yeah. Oh, did you really? Yep. That's awesome. Somebody, yep. somebody that's responsible and quality promoter understands what it means to, to, to develop that event into what it used to be. But, but th- think about it. Back then, when was that a dig at Matt? No, not at all. Uh, it sounded like a dig at no. Matt. Is Matt on the I'm, phone? Let's no, go we're to, not. Let's go we're to, not going to step. Let's, this, let's Matt go to line three. Matt uh, might Matt, drive. Are you there? Hey, Matt nope. might drive his cab over right through this building if you don't cab watch it, P, buddy. Cab over <laughs> P with a reefer on. Um, no, no. Simply, um, things have changed a lot. You got to be very, very competitive. Uh, in all that you do as a promoter, but the the racers and the fans, I think, are the beneficiaries of this. So, um, good job out of you, and uh, good job out of you, Tony, for for recognizing. Let's go back to you, Tony. Um, so you're, uh, hey, did you ever find a mower? Uh, I did actually find a mower. <laughs> my uh, my brother's bringing it down there. <laughs> the season the grass is so long at the racetrack house it's like calf high we're gonna have to get the dang hay baler what did down you, there if we don't get calf it calf high what did you end up uh i saw it on your facebook you were looking for a zero turn or something weren't you or 
Uh, I was looking for a nicer one. It wasn't necessarily a zero turn, and then ended up uh, having a little bit of change of heart. I ended up getting just a $300 special. Actually, we found a, one for $200 and one for $300, so we got two of them. So. Oh, oh, you're nice. gonna need, you're gonna, you know what you're going to do, though, Brad? You're going to go through both of those before you settle on spending real money on a mower. Or, or you're going to deal with that headache forever. Because Do you have a mower at the, do you have a mower at Riverside? Yes, we do. What do you have? A Is Kubota, it, a diesel oh, Kubota, seventy-two Kubota. inch. Wow. Yeah, it's. I would have thought you would have gone with John Deere. See, that's what I need. That's what you need. You're right. Well, hook up. Come on it's, up. It's a, it's a it's a rental house, so it's uh not really looking to spend two grand on a mower. How much? Yeah, and up, and up. He knows. And up, yeah. What, yeah. Are you, what are you talking? What's she's the top closer end? to eighteen grand? The one I'm. Holy cats! Yeah, yeah. you're you're at yeah. ten grand just on a zero turn. Uh, you know, a good one, a yeah. good zero turn. Yeah. You're at ten. Huh? Yeah, yeah it's people sure. don't realize I'll, the money it costs to do. You know, unless they're oh. in that business. No, for sure. I mean, let's go to PJ Duran. PJ. Well, Brad, I was just wondering. Uh, clearly, too too early. To sound the alarm, but uh, we did see uh, <laughs> the oh-so-dominant Indian get topped recently, um, and clearly, still, absolutely, uh, the the records and the and the race wins say the bike to beat. But we're seeing other teams making strides. Uh, is it does it change business at all on the uh, Indian teams? I mean, do they? Start looking at development work that maybe they weren't looking at before because the bike was such an odds-on favorite. Uh, I don't think so quite yet. I mean, really, I mean, uh, Indian loves winning, but they also love competition. So I think uh, as much as as bad as they want to win, I, I believe that India is also happy that there's other uh, manufacturers that are are catching up because uh, it uh, it is. That that drive of competition between manufacturers, it's it's good for everybody. Right. So, um, as fans, you know, we need that. Yeah, we, we do. We, we do. need. We right. don't want to see all Indians going around there, even if we. And it validates. It validates laser. the competition, right? Yes. You know that one bike isn't the only bike that can win. Yeah, exactly. See, that's what even I thought about Harley. All they, these, they understand that. Yeah, that's what I thought about Harley. All the all the years that they continue to win. What did that do to drive down? Okay, um, participation or drive down uh, fan interest because you had one team winning year after year after year, and uh, and now you got Indian coming in and just dominating everything, and I think it's a terrific thing. I really do. What do you think about that, Brad? Do you think that uh, Harley their dominance over the years was was a hindrance for the sport? Yeah, I, I believe it was. To tell you the truth, I mean, before too long. Only people that were there were, were Harley fans, right? And, uh, and really, I mean, that's that's the way it, it just stayed forever. And um, and then obviously all the other manufacturers they got involved in road racing and motocross and just kind of left dirt tracks the thing in the past. Mm. And getting more manufacturers involved, then it, it's really helped bring back the sport. So. When Indian came back and, and developed the SCR seven fifty scout, it was like it was a great thing for our sport. Um, but at the same time, it's been uh, I want to say a bad thing, but it's been a little bit of a difficulty just because there's been all these other manufacturers that have been trying to catch up. I mean, somebody's going to win, right? I mean, somebody's going to win. 
but yeah, does yeah. is it is it as it's not predictable anymore uh tony and i think you'll probably agree with this it's more interesting now because you're watching it to see who will win yeah right what do you what do you think about the uh when we have motocross bikes quote end quote for the singles and you hear all the guys that are that's a motocross bike. It doesn't belong out there. Why are we watching motocross bike? Blah, blah, blah. It's the same old thing <laughs> that they've been saying. And then, um, you know, then, and they, Hey, we, Har, Har, uh, Honda is going to be involved in, in, uh, flat track and they make an announcement and they show a bike in stock form as a, and people lost their minds over that. And it's like, geez, they rolled one off the show in Florida to take a picture. They're obviously they're going to, this team is turned you know, it into a DT special. Yeah, I mean, it was a legitimate yeah. team. To, do, do you? Th- what do you think? Do you think people are silly and they're just stuck in, in their old ways, or do you think that uh, they should be doing something different than riding these bikes? No, I think people are a little, little silly and stuck in their old ways. I mean, this is this is a modern era. You know, it's having these motocross bikes, so to speak, that were able to essentially just modify. The suspension a little bit and put a uh, 19 inch wheels with dirt track tires on and being able to go ride i mean it's uh it's brought us into the, t- the 21st century i mean brings I, out the competitors wrong I, yeah i love a custom built you know dirt track bike i mean that's, that's what i love to race what i love to build but for a competition nowadays we need bikes that people can literally just go buy and yes and they're so and brad they're so good i mean you're you're basically you've got f1 technology in this single cylinder 450 cc bike the the r&d isn't going to get paid for by flat track racers no sorry there just ain't enough of them out there i don't know how the motocrossers are actually getting it done because the bikes are nine grand and who can who can afford that what's a flat track uh bike that that he might be racing what's that worth what what are the 40 the indians are right at 50 50 yeah i'm i'm sorry fifty thousand dollars yeah for the big bikes but the you get onto a single and you're like tony said brand new one you're looking at around nine grand and then you got a few grand converting it set the thing up for flat track you know you probably got 12 13 14 thousand dollars in it maybe a little bit more after you all the stuff for the engine call it a fifteen thousand dollar bike wow uh, Okay. But they can run a few seasons. I mean, certainly they can. <laughs> I was racing an 03 until recently, DT tri- oh, D- yeah. DT bike. They can they can last a long time, and they have value when you're done with well, them if you need a new one let's, next let's year. Let's put it this way, guys. William Ott, or James Ott, uh, kid, 17-year-old kid that got third at Texas, he was riding an 03 Honda, <laughs> 450. Sweet. So, I mean, the, all the bikes, all the 450s are competitive. It doesn't matter what brand it is. It really doesn't matter what year it is. Yeah, it's more about the setup, more right, Brad? More, more yeah, about the, the actual setup than the the model year of the. Frame. And I'll and I'll go a step beyond that, uh, PJ, if if I can. It's not just about the setup. It's not just about the bike. It is about the rider. The rider knows uh, what he has to do with For the, sure. with his equipment, right? I mean, is that too obvious? Um, without a quality rider that understands when to shift, what to do on the track, in a corner, whatever. Um, that's 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 when the magic really happens and that's what it is it's magic um up against the clock uh brad who do you want to thank man uh, i gotta believe you got some sponsors that have been with you for a while you want to give a little shout out to 
Yeah, definitely. I'd love to thank my sponsors, but most importantly, I'd like to thank all my my family, my friends, the fans, all the people that have stuck behind me through this recovery process after my injury. You know, without these people, um, you know, this uh, this all wouldn't be possible, and I wouldn't be in as good a situation that I am right now. But uh, I'd definitely like to give a huge thanks to Indian Motorcycle. For, for sticking behind me, uh, along with American Flat Track, SNS Cycle, Staying Easy. Um, the Class of 79 uh, is a uh, fundraiser for injured riders in Flat Track. Uh, sure. Huge thanks to them and everything they've done. Um, and then uh, Road to Recovery as well, another foundation that's uh, helped raise funds for me. And then just everybody that's donated to uh, to, to keep me afloat and getting me through therapy. So. Yeah, thank you all so much. Good job out of you. And next we talk, uh, I surely hope we see the uh, Pit Pass logo on your uniform, okay? Yeah. There are some writers that are doing that now because they've been on the show this long, and I would suggest perhaps that would be a good idea for you as well. Um, anyway, <laughs> thank you very much, Brad. You're a lifelong member. <laughs> you, you are a lifelong member. God bless you, Brad. Right. Thank you so much. All right, thank you guys. Have a good night. There we go, Brad the Bullet Baker. Um, you know, when it comes to racing, and Tony, I want you to talk about this because the Las Vegas 250 uh, Supercross Showdown uh, saw at Sam Boyd Stadium, by the way, uh, Alex Martin in fifth, and you're obviously close to the Martin family, right? Did you see him finishing in the top five? Uh, yeah, you know, he's come a long ways, really, and, and he, uh, the guy is – you know, I I could I could see Alex doing better than that. He really is um, just a solid guy. It's a bummer his brother isn't out there racing too. Right, right. Uh, Chase Sexton bested him in fourth, and Cameron McAdoo would talk to him earlier uh, in uh, from Sioux City, Iowa, on uh, that uh, Honda CRF two fifty uh, finished in third. R.J. Hampshire, who we love talking to, by the way, he's a great kid. Uh, Honda CRF 250, also out of Hudson, Florida, but finishing in first. And PJ, I'm going to ask you this: Dylan Ferrandes, uh, out of Avignon, France, on the Yamaha. Did you see that coming? Yeah, he's been fast for a while now. Okay, he's been fast. All right, quick timeout. Shana Texter waiting in the wings. We'll be back after this. This is uh, Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly. Stay tuned. And we're back. Um, so this is Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly. It's okay. I don't know where. Oh, oh Jack went down to get the pizza. Okay, good. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect timing, Jack. Can you bring up our next guest, Leanne? I can do it here. You, you, actually, you we can, can get her from in the studio. Yeah, you can hit you can the air button. There hey. she is. Shayna. Shayna, how are you? <laughs> hey guys, we, we only been doing this sixteen years. We're still learning. We're gonna get it dialed. We're gonna well, get I it doubt dialed. That. I doubt that very much. <laughs> What's up, kiddo? <laughs> Get ready, race fans, because the ultimate NASCAR experience is about to hit the airwaves. Welcome to Pit Pass NASCAR, the podcast that takes you deep into the heart-pounding world of NASCAR racing. Join us each week as we bring you closer to the NASCAR action with exclusive interviews and all the news and rumors you need with your favorite drivers, team members, and industry insiders. So whether you're a fan of super speedways, short ovals, or road racing, or you've just watched Talladega Nights, Pit Pass NASCAR is the podcast you've been waiting for. Get ready to fuel your passion for NASCAR like never before. Subscribe now to Pit Pass NASCAR on your favorite podcast platform 
or head to evergreenpodcast.com and get ready to join us. Launching in the fall on Evergreen Podcast Network. Follow us on social media at pitpass underscore NASCAR to stay up to date with everything you need to know about the podcast.